Welcome to the Building America from the Inside Out podcast, where we work to find actionable solutions to issues facing our country today. I'm your host, JC Pohl, and I am so glad you're here as we work together to build America from the inside out. Well, 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 hello there, and welcome to another episode of Building America from the Inside Out. Hope you're doing well, having a great week. Just got back from a quick trip to Los Angeles yesterday and off to Minneapolis later this week for a conference up there. It should be fun. Uh, but wanted to visit with you on something I thought that we could all maybe take a few notes from, learn a little bit from, and that is the new Spider-Man deal that just came out yesterday. Don't know if you saw, maybe it wasn't yesterday, it could have been like two days ago, but Sony and Disney have now agreed uh, to include Spider-Man in the Marvel uh, films and allow Disney to still keep producing that story. And I just uh, thought there was some stuff that we could really take away from, from that. Um, and of course, you know, it's funny on my Facebook feed, uh, it's funny, you know, Facebook's got this algorithm, right? We always hear about this algorithm and everything that like Facebook knows what to show us and they know, uh, you know, exactly what we want. And what's funny is, I don't know about you, but I find the algorithm algorithm is like way off, right? Like I click on one Spider-Man thing and I get Spider-Man updates for the next month, right? I click on one Star Wars thing and it's like they think I'm the biggest Star Wars fan ever. Or like, do you ever just see that exact same picture from your friend for like three or four days in a row? And it's like, all right, I know my friend's kid ate popsicles. Why do I need to keep seeing this picture? I don't know. But anyways, being a Marvel fan, being a superhero fan just in general, I've got a lot of Marvel updates and Spider-Man updates over the last few months. And uh, so, you know, I've been following this Spider-Man story. I don't know if you followed it, but, you know, Spider-Man's a great character. Uh, you know, I loved him as a kid. Always, you know, one of my most favorite characters. I remember watching the TV show when I was little and, of course, just, you know, loving Peter Parker and how fun he is and, you know, just the fun that kind of comes with that story. And I think, you know, he represents kind of what fun is in all of us. You know, I, we see that in the Avengers movies, really. You know, all the other Avengers are so serious. Um, but Spider-Man is just like, he's like one of us, like trying to have a good time, trying to figure it out. And, uh, you know, he just kind of represents what's good in all of us. And so, you know, the history of Spider-Man is kind of interesting. I'm not a super comic book buff, so don't expect me to get too deep into the weeds here. Uh, I'm really doing this podcast more from what we can learn from the actual deal, right? Not about Spider-Man himself. Uh, but obviously he has a, a history as a superhero in the comic books. And what's really interesting is kind of coming out of the 80s, you know, you might remember the old Superman movies um, with Christopher Reeve and all that stuff. Um, there were also some superhero shows on television, like the Hulk and everything. And there's kind of this period in the probably late 80s, early 90s, where superheroes just simply weren't that pop popular. You know, kids like us were still young, and adults uh, just probably didn't care too much about superheroes in general. And so there was a time when Marvel, I guess, was kind of struggling. And they, they're obviously, they were not a film company. They were a comic book company. And so they actually sold off the rights to Spider-Man to a production company. Um, and I think the rights of Spider-Man kind of got moved around a little bit over the years. But in 1999... Sony acquired Spider-Man from Marvel for just $7 million. I mean, how amazing is that? In 1999, they bought the rights to Spider-Man and all the Spider-Man characters for just $7 million. Man, can you imagine? That's like buying Amazon stock back when they were selling books, right? So just amazing. And, 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 and I was working at Disney during the time. Uh, working in LA, just you know, loving these huge event films that were kind of coming out. And Sam Remy, 
um, you know, had huge success out of the gates with that original Spider-Man movie that Tobey Maguire was in. I remember my buddy Jack Pan and I, we were just like, everyone was shocked. We weren't shocked, but all the executives we worked for were shocked because Spider-Man made $114 million on opening weekend. And at that time, that was like huge. Like no movie had ever really done that over a week. No movie had done that over a weekend. And, you know, Spider-Man went on to further box office success. Uh, We saw the amazing Spider-Man come out uh, with one or two films after the Tobey Maguire uh, series and you know that, that reboot did not do as successful uh, especially here in the states but like spider-man uh, the amazing spider-man brought in over 708 mi- uh, million dollars worldwide uh, so you know it, it was doing pretty well and so as we all know most of us know in 2009 Disney acquired Marvel and so they bought Marvel and all their characters basically um, to, to bring home to like the Disney stable uh, of films. And, and now we see them in their parks and everything that Disney's doing and uh, have gone on to huge box office success, right? Uh, the, the Marvel characters, the Marvel movies that Disney has put out have generated over four, $4.5 billion. Okay, that's B with a capital B, $4.5 billion worldwide. And some guy named Kevin Feige, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Kevin Feige, F-E-I-G-E, he heads up all the production, so he's like the genius behind everything, right? He's the man pulling the strings in the MCU and with all of our favorite Marvel characters. And so they struck a deal with Sony a few years back to allow this Tom Holland Spider-Man to be included in the MCU. And part of the deal was that Kevin Feige was going to get to basically head up all production. Marvel and Disney were going to get to keep creative control. Uh, but Sony was basically just going to get to cash in, right? Just like free money. They fund the films, I think, and they basically get the lion's share of all the money. Well, with all of the success with Avengers and, of course, the huge success in the latest two uh, Spider-Man films, you know, Disney basically went back to Sony and said, hey, we want, we want a bigger piece of the pie. Like, we believe that Marvel and, and Kevin are bringing a ton of value to this product. Um, you know, we want 50%. We want to share 50% of this. And uh, there was no deal. It fell apart. My Facebook feed filled up with all these Spider-Man things about how Spidey's out of the MCU. And um, the deal fell apart. It was not going to happen. And so here's where the learning lesson comes in. So we're about maybe three, four weeks later from the deal falling apart. And they just announced a few days ago that they came to a deal. They came to an agreement. Uh, Disney's going to receive 25% of, you know, the Spider-Man box office. But they get to keep Spidey in the MCU, so he will appear in other films. And Kevin Feige uh, gets to keep producing. He gets to keep the creative control of the Spider-Man character and how he you know, fits into the overall universe that they're creating. Um, additionally, obviously, Disney, they own Marvel, so they get to keep all the merchandising and everything else that comes with the success of Spider-Man. They just have to fund 25%, but they get that creative control and they receive 25%, which was way more than they were receiving before. And so in this episode of Building America from the Inside Out, I I thought this deal is kind of interesting when we look at all the stuff that's happening here in America politically, when we look at all the stuff that's happening maybe on Facebook or in the Twitter sphere and people arguing, and we just look at everything that we have going on as people. You know, what can we maybe learn from this deal? Because I think what we see in this deal is that they had huge success, right? 
Um, Sony had great vision buying Spider-Man for $7 million in 1999. But we also know that Disney and Kevin Feige, I hope I'm saying his name right, Kevin Feige, um, you know, brought a lot of value to this as well. And so I think we can learn just this idea of compromise, right? That there is a way to win without losing, right? And so much now in American politics and just things in life and on social media, it seems like everything has to be win-lose, like win-lose. And that's the beauty of capitalism, right? Like that's the beauty of, of corporate America and companies. Like at the end of the day, all Sony and Disney want to do is win. They want to bring in as much revenue for their company to fund their employees and all their creative efforts and, of course, reward their stockholders. And that, that's the beauty of capitalism. Yet I know some people are kind of putting capitalism under the microscope. Some people are attacking it from the left. Um, but capitalism is the one place where we see true opportunity, right? Like it, it, it's, we have very few things in our lives where, where things are as black and white as this. Maybe something like the NFL, um, you know, not too many things are as black and white as this. You have two people, they want to win. If they don't work together, they will not win as much. And so the heads at Sony and the heads at Disney and the heads at Marvel were able to, to figure it out. Sony cashes in, right? They're going to receive 75% of this asset, of this property that they own, but they don't have to do anything, they don't have to do any work, right? They just gotta write it all in. And Disney continues to build their empire, right? Plus they get all the merchandising. So it is a win-win. No one is working to impose their will. No one is working to win the argument over the other. They have really come together, right? And I truly believe having owned a business now for 15 years, having you know, worked at Disney, having worked other places, having had obviously many relationships in my life, um, I think we can all agree that we're better together, right? We're better when it's a win-win. So if you are in a state of compromise or in a state of conflict, I'm sorry, if you're in a state of conflict, um, whether it's personally or socially or just having an argument, think of this story. How can you compromise? How can there be a win-win? And then the second thing I think that we can take away is just do what you're good at, right? If you want to win, do what you're good at. I have found that with Teen Truth with myself. I am good at a few things. I'm usually pretty good at having a vision. I'm pretty good at, at running and, and thinking through the overall strategy of the company. And I'm pretty good on stage. But there are things I'm not good at. I have someone, Ryan McKernan, he helps write my books. He helps write my blogs. He helps me, he, he helps me write. I'm not a great writer, okay? I have someone that helps me with design. I have someone that does my film and video work for me. Um, because, you know, while I'm a producer, my football coach, he had the greatest line ever. He was my linebacker coach, Coach Sove. He said, he said John, that's what they call me back home is John. He said, you're a jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> he was joking at the time, but, but he nailed it. And that, that's actually my talent, being a jack of all trades and master of none. So I've got to kind of put people in the position to help me succeed, just like a football coach would, just, just like any successful CEO would. Um, I think that we saw with Sony that once Sam Raimi left the Spider-Man series, it kind of sucked. It was sputtering. It wasn't doing as well. And this guy Kevin Feige comes in, Marvel comes in, boom, takes off. All right. So we got to find a way to, to, to look at what we're good at. 
And, uh, you know, keep it simple. Go with what works. We don't have to always invent the wheel or do things our way. We have to do things the best way. And sometimes the best way might be involving other people. Sony's going to win. Disney's going to win. And hey, we're going to win as well. We get to see more Spider-Man movies and more Spider-Man in the Avengers movies, whatever they end up being now that Captain America and Iron Man aren't going to be in them anymore. And the last thing that I, that I really think that we should take away, I'm sorry I'm running a little long here, but I think this is valuable because I do see this as a major problem here in our country right now. This podcast is all about building America from the inside out. Yet I would argue, man, like none of these politicians that you see on TV, you watch these debates, you turn on CNN, you turn on Fox News, nobody wants America to win. They want their side to win, right? They don't want to compromise. They don't want to do what they're good at. Okay, they, they, do, they want to impose their will. Um, so I think if we can learn to compromise in that win-win, if we can do what we're good at, and then, and then most importantly, and the third thing I wanted to cover with this, is just having a vision. Having a vision of, of where we want to get to and who we want to be and, and what we want to become. And I, and I think we see that here with both parties. We see Sony's vision, all right? Remember, superhero movies were kind of down at the time. Um, you know, I know Batman had had probably some success around that that era in the 90s. But, um, you know, getting Spider-Man for $7 million in 1999 is a huge win for Sony. And then the other huge win here we see is Bob Iger's vision with Disney. Um, Iger wants Disney to win. He wants to make money. He wants that company to be hugely successful. Uh, but he wants to keep things lined up creatively. And he knows that if Spider-Man leaves, uh, that's a huge character out of his, out of the universe, out of everything that he's doing. And, and you know, I don't know if you, you know, but Bob Iger just put out his new book. Um, it's a great book. I've been able to kind of read a little bit of it. I'm going to hopefully read all of it here pretty soon. But, you know, one of the stories in the book that was really cool is like, I guess these Marvel guys, like the... Uh, they called them the Marvel guys in New York in the book. Um, the, the guys in New York are probably, I guess, the guys that do the comic books. Like, none of those guys wanted to make a Black Panther movie, and as well as a Captain Marvel movie. They did not want to do it. They felt an African-American star, and I guess maybe a female star, like that the data wouldn't play out, that the film wouldn't be successful. And Iger was like, no. He's like, I, I believe that data's old. It's incorrect. And I'm going, my gut here, I think both of these movies could be huge, and they could be huge you know, for the overall MCU um, effort, right? And of course, now as we look back, Black Panther, Captain Marvel are huge characters in the Marvel Universe, and uh, their movies were hugely successful. So the data is not always correct either. So, um, you know, having a vision, going with our gut, doing what's right, doing the things that we think can win, are just so important. So maybe, you know, the next time you're having some conflict in relationships, you're having some conflict of business, you're going through changes in your life, you know, think, you know, can you allow your passions and what you're good at to help others win? Can you put others in the position to win? And will that be a win for you as well? Will that be a win for you as well? And do you have a vision around some asset in your life, some part of your business, something that's going on in your world that you can maybe see a few moves down the road. Do you think Marvel would love to go back to 1999 and not sell Spider-Man to Sony? I mean, obviously, they would love to, right? They would love to control all their characters. They have these amazing assets, and they let one of them slip away. And so 
try to look a few moves down the road. What do you see three years, five years, 10 years down the road? And how can what you're dealing with today hopefully help you to get there? So that's Building America from the Inside Out today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Would love to hear your comments, uh, any questions you might have or any insight you have. Um, I think this Spider-Man story and this new deal between Sony and Disney just teaches a little, little us a little bit about how we can all win together. Hopefully, maybe we can share this podcast out with people um, that that can have an impact and can help help others win. Um, I'm not expecting this podcast to ever reach our politicians, uh, but if it did and they listened to it, maybe it would make them think differently about some of the work that they're doing out there in good old Washington, D.C. You take care. You have a great day. You have a great week. Keep it up. This has been Building America from the Inside Out with J.C. Pohl. If you enjoyed the show, like, share, and subscribe. Your feedback helps guide the show, so don't hesitate to reach out to us at jcpohl.com or on the J.C. Pohl Facebook page. Enjoy your week, focus on solutions, and thanks for working together to build America from the inside out.